up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the show. You are tuned into the drive-in speaker box. It is Monday night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. We are broadcasting live from the drive-in speaker box studios. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy, the Grip. And we've got a show for you. If you're new or joining us, this is a movie podcast. This is also a live stream. This is a podcast combination live stream, kind of like one of those Taco Bell Pizza Huts. Do those still exist? Meet me at the Taco Bell. That's at the a pizza diarrhea hut. factory. Meet me at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Um, you guys not know that song? Sure don't. What? That's a good one. I play I've never it, but you sought get to shit my pants before. Like, I've never gone out into the world and been like, <laughs> the, you know what? The quest for the Rhea. What's the quickest way to make this happen? Well, uh, the Taco com- Bell Pizza Hut. The combination combo. Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. Yeah. Um, Yes, so if you're not familiar with the show, we talk about movies. This is, if you're just now uh, maybe listening on Spotify, you can tune in the live stream every Monday night, Central Standard Time, 8 o'clock. Check it out. We've got people uh, on YouTube. We've got people on Facebook. We've got people on Twitch. Uh, And if you uh, subscribe on Twitch, if you're a Twitch user, you can always get into that pre-show. We're in here earlier live streaming, chatting with folks, not necessarily talking about movies. We were talking about life and stuff today. Yeah, and as um, Vince points out, you get to learn the secret. Secret origins of Slick Doggy. Mm-hmm. But you can always um, check us out on our Discord as well. Um, I'm sure our Twitch mod will throw that up into the, the, the comment section there. Thank you, Vince. Always on top of stuff. And uh, yeah, so this week, if you looked at the title, um, we're going to be talking about Flash. Um, we both saw it. I saw yeah. it um, uh, on Thursday, or like the first day. I'm like, let's get in there. I did too. Did you? We weren't even. We have not talked about it at all with each other. So we're gonna be we're gonna be sharing that with you uh, and with all of us together. So stick around for that. But um, first things first, as we always do, we talk about a little bit of what's happened this past week. A little bit of news. A little bit of. A little bit of a little bit of stuff. People that have died. New trailers that have dropped. Um, you know, do you want do you want to start with the the one death that 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 that, that was out there? That's kind of movie related a little bit. I mean, it's a, he was a, an, an author. You know, a couple of his his uh, stuff turned into movies. Mm-hmm. But um, Cormac McCarthy, he he was a very well known author, but he wrote No Country for Old Men and The Road, which of course both got turned into very prominent, uh, very well made movies. Uh, he died at eighty nine this week. So um, old guy. And um, a lot of I think Penguin Random House was his was his current publisher. You can get a lot of his books through there. But uh, most of the stuff was just you know very bleak. Um, some yeah. you know not now the first time I watched No Country for Old Men. I was like, that's how this movie ends. Yipe! Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll just go ahead and I'll pour one out. I'll do. Uh, I know no one redeemed uh, me drink a drink on our channel points, but I'm gonna drink some Malort for Cormac McCarthy. So. Thanks for writing some pretty, pretty good books. Mm-hmm. You got any? You got something fun, Jake? You got some good news? Something fun. Uh, talking about things that are semi-movie related, but not really. Before we get into all of the comic book news for Yay! this week, uh, do you see that they found a real Tatooine? They discovered like a planet. Yeah, they discovered an exoplanet that orbits two suns. It has two suns, and it's within the habitable so zone. So we Pluto's not a planet, but we have a Tatooine. Yes. Did they call it Tatooine? No, it's a Tatooine-like planet. They don't know if it's a desert or not, you know, but they do know that it's like within the habitable zone, and it has two suns, and that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's like the two sons. Yeah, something like that. Just lots of uh whiny teens and womp rats on that planet. With like crispy relatives laying on the 
on the sand dunes. You know, I saw a thing the other day uh, that that touches on that. It's which is like if uh, you know Vader knew that Owen and Baru were there because he met them and he knew about them. Uh, you know, and they were like, "Well, why is it that the stormtroopers killed Vader's family?" And I guess there's like a comic book or something where Vader issues the order to kill them. He's like, and he sl- he chopped down all them kids and yeah. like color and well, the whole thing. He's like, oh. Owen and Baru, huh? They'll suffer the same fate as Shmi. And he's just like orders them to be <laughs> murked real hard. So, Uncle Owen and Baru. Yeah. Mm. Just Vader totes evil. Um, yeah, everything else I got is comic books. Okay, well, I've got a couple of things that aren't comic books. Um, you know, everybody's talking about this week's box office. Uh, we didn't see Elemental. We did see Flash, but um, you know Pixar, the the their new movie is not exactly making the money that they thought. But with it, this week dropped a trailer to their new movie that actually looks kind of good. Um, it, have you seen this one? It's called uh, Elio, and it's about this um, Emilio. <laughs> Elio. Yeah. Uh, it's about eleven year old boy uh, accidentally getting abducted as the leader of Earth and taken to this space world. And, uh, and you it's know, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Galaxy Quest put together, kind of. So, like, what's happening is he's like trying to call his mom, and I guess his mom works at some, you know, NASA situation. And, um, she drops the phone as she's getting this alien transmission that's like, you know, bring us your leader. And it's Elio going, like, okay, all right, bye, I love you, you know, talking to his mom. She's like, I gotta go. And so they go find him instead and transport him back as the leader of earth and and then he's you know they're like uh you know are you the leader of earth and he starts getting scared and he's like no and they're like well i guess we'll erase your memory and he's like actually you know what i am the, the leader of earth and then like you know hi jinx and sue uh but it looks cute and it it doesn't look like it's shoving a fucking agenda down my throat which is kind of fun in in you know animation when we used to just tell stories um and have representation that felt normal instead of like some weird agenda to make money off of virtue signaling or something to that effect so uh i mean the kid is missing an eye you know whatever he's he's that that's cool but they're not like Elio is a boy that everyone hates, and he's going to prove that having one leg's not a problem. He's the and, dictator of Earth. Yeah, and it's just like this kid is a kid. Like, can we, can we just make characters that look different and are different without pedestalizing and fetishizing the differences? Because isn't that what makes the problem in the first place? I don't know. Yeah. Fetishizing is not always sexual, dude. No one said anything. you. Your face made the thing. No one said a thing. You your face just went into that because that's a that's an that's a word that people oh, yeah, use. Yeah, okay, bro. You, I'm you sorry do, that you your you. Google history uses you that you. word very different. My Google history is uh, Fudo Mio, Bosozoku, uh, restaurants near me. It's really bland, honestly. I <laughs> oh, bet. It's, it's boring. I bet. Anyway, okay, well, that, I saw that trail. It looked cute. Um, Why does my cat twitch? I, I Googled that one the other day. And all the results said what I knew. She's old. Oh, well. Just she's old. Twitchy cats. Old cats be twitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, and I said this in t- t- the Twitch pre-show, uh, Space Goes Coast to Coast has been removed from Max, and mm-hmm. everybody's pissed off about it. That was, that was announced when they first made it into the Max that they would not carry over uh, Space Ghost and some of the other more beloved uh, Warner Brothers properties to the new Max uh, when they combined all of it into the streaming service that it is now. Which Space Ghost is is such a groundbreaking show. Like it basically paved the way for Adult Swim. It it changed the way that that interview shows worked. Mm. It opened up animation to a whole different audience. Um, you know, it, it was a very, very, very influential um, 11 seasons of talk show. And it had and, you know, I think it paved the way for a lot of things like, you know, um, Zach Galifianakis is like between two ferns and uh, all those other like weird kind of off the wall 
um, comedy shows that interview celebrities. Like Space Ghost was the first one to kind of really do that. But um, it's sad. But it goes, again, back to what I was talking about of physical media. And some of the stuff, like if we do not, you, 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 we're getting rid of our physical media left and right, thinking that it's always going to be available to us on some streaming service. When these streaming services are like, yeah, you know, we need more bandwidth for Jurassic World 74. And um, and then, you know, all the cool stuff gets taken away. So, uh, yeah, Zimmerhammer said the Eric Andre show, um, you know, they're good examples of um, things that came after Space Ghost. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, and, and something I saw you talking about quite a bit. The One Piece trailer. Oh, yeah. I forgot to write that down because it upset me so much. I know. You you posted online. You were mm-hmm. so upset. I did. About your favorite anime. Yeah. Yeah, second. Second favorite, maybe. Because there's One Piece. One, or uh, uh, Initial D. Initial D okay, exists. that's your favorite. Uh, but, yeah, Netflix released the uh, trailer for their One Piece live action. And... It's worse than you could have thought that it would have been. You'd think they would have learned their lesson from Cowboy Bebop. Or Dragon Ball Z. Or, yeah, or Dragon or the, Ball Z. Yeah, Dragon Ball, whatever dumbass movie um, that Chow Yun-Fat had to suffer through. Um, yeah, the the One Piece trailer looks god-awful, man. It's, it's really bad. Every one of the characters is trash. And, and uh, Luffy's your main guy, and... Luffy looks terrible. So dumb. I mean, I don't Zoro, even... Zoro looks like he might be okay, but the fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> doucher, bro. Where's your doucher? Like, that's what you need on your side. Uh, you you plotted this, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? The Spotify uh, listeners don't know what's happening. Dog, straight up, you watch way more anime than I do uh, easily. It's the only time you ever catch me uh, even talking about anime is on this show. Uh, anyhow, the the Zoro fights look slow and lame and dumb. Um, Nami looks lame. Uh, Luffy's whole thing was stupid. Well, when he when he had the rubber band arm at the end, I was like, oh god. Yeah, and and you know, and in the trailer, he goes, uh, every superhero has to come up with his own uh, special powers names. And, like, everyone else in the cast was just, like, facepalm, which is what everyone in the world did. Yeah, because in in One Piece and most shonen stuff, that's not... They don't go, well, I have to come up with a name for my attack. What's it going to be? They just shout something. They just do something. Iron Reaver Soul Stealer! Or whatever, right? What the hell is that? That's from Inuyasha. That's Adult Swim. There's your weeb right there. Mm. I'm Um, pretty sure that weeb (laughs) detector... uh, Let me see... Where, where's the weeb detector? Yep. We, <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> hmm. It's going off. Hmm. Weeb detected. Yeah. Weeb detected. Weeb detected. Weeb detected. <laughs> Anyhow, the One Piece trailer looks dumb. It looks super dumb. Man, you know what? Hey, learn learn how to operate the studio, and you can make <laughs> buttons. <laughs> learn how to get keys to this place and how to operate things. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, that's funny. Anyhow, it looks real dumb. I, I'm I'm pretty upset about it, but we all knew it was going to be lame. Um, it, it'll I'll probably watch the first episode of it just so I can make myself sick and come talk to you guys about it. It's a series. It's a series. It's a series. Yeah. It's a season one, and it takes place starting off at Baratier, where they encounter Sanji. And then it does flashbacks to lead up to Sanji. Also, Usopp, Usopp looked real dumb. Luffy looked dumb. Luffy Zoro, looked dumb. Zoro looks like Zoro. I'll give him well, that. I also like, can't handle listening to the stuff in English. Like it's oh, it's so me. bad. Yeah, yeah. gum gum, <laughs> just the worst <laughs> CG. Yeah, like come on, it just doesn't work when it's in English. No, it does not. You know. Um, uh, Vince on Twitch, he he jumped in the comments and said he was excited about the new Avatar news. Uh, I'll love anything after the M Night film. And so, uh, yeah, oh, the casting. A, there was a lot of uh, teasers coming out. There was a teaser for the new show, and it was really not much of a teaser. It was just the um, kind of the intro symbols, and then there was a, st- a, a image grab of uh, Ang Ang. However you want to say his name. What do you what do you Ang? Because what what do you want to what do you call someone who's a weeb for Avatar? Because Avatar's fake anime yeah, with Korean American flair weeb. designed by white dudes. A woob. I don't know. So good. 
It is really good. Uh, not else who says, turns out weeb does not mean what I thought it meant. Probably should have Googled that a long time ago instead of relying on context clues. <laughs> Weeaboo. Weeaboo. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Avatoids. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one either. But they Because they, Avatar know, has its own set of weebs. Well, there's going to be sure. a, a live action show, but then there's going to be um, two new animated films that are going to come out and the animated films are going to take place I believe when uh, Aang is older and so is it is it's, it's pretty uh, Avatar and Korra yeah yep the part where everybody wants to know because it, it isn't Aang dead at the beginning of yes. Korra yes. Aang does not exist yeah, okay he's, he's dead and they're all his oldest son is the only one. and doesn't he come back as a ghost like in one episode in Korra like an Avatar just a previous like, just like all the old Avatar and he's like, Cora, trust in yourself. And, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if he talks, but... Or maybe See he just goes... Mm-hmm. See what I'm talking about? There's a whole group of, like, weebs just for Avatar. Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a good show. Um, okay, well, that was... What, did you have any other, I guess, comic book news? We got to jump into that. Yeah, we got no. Ten the, minutes left. The, the rest of it's all comic book nonsense because Flash came out and then DC went crazy with their news and then Marvel... Not to be left out of the uh, comic book news loop. Kind of had their own little things. Well, let's jump in it. Yeah. Uh, just to get your Marvel out of the way here. Um, Neil Kirby, son of Jack Kirby, is throwing a big fit on Twitter about some new Disney Plus documentary about Stan Lee where they give all the credit to Stan Lee because Stan Lee always gave all the credit to himself. Uh, and Neil Kirby's real pissed off about that. Um, so he's out there to campaign about how Stan Lee is full of crap and no one should like him because Jack Kirby was there the whole time too. Um, And then today before the show, Sony released the trailer for Craven the Hunter. Yep. They sure did move over Morbius. Yeah. There's another villain that they're going to make a movie about where he's not the villain, but instead the superhero. And uh, because mm-hmm. Craven has can't make a movie about a bad guy, really weird fine. superpowers. I don't know if this ever happened in the comics, not when I was reading them. But he he has a drop of lion's blood fall into his wound from the lion, and that gives him some sort of superpowers where he can. Uh, he has all the same powers as, uh, as Rob lion? Schneider and the animal. Oh God! Yeah, it's. I'd it's, just rather watch that. It's Rob Schneider and the animal, but instead of furry butt cheeks, he dons the uh, the vest, which is just a furry butt cheek on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. yeah furry shoulder cheeks. Oh, uh, it looks real dumb, uh, but it also has Zeus and Quicksilver in it because they're just recycling more it's Marvel. It's Morbin people. time. Wait, which Quicksilver? Uh, the Marvel Quicksilver. Not the uh, one that was Aaron, in the X-Men movies, yeah, right? Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson is... Uh, the one that died. He's Craven. yeah. The one that uh, wasn't fast enough to <laughs> get out of the way of the bullets. Gotcha. Uh, but they were both in Kick-Ass, which was a Marvel property, so this will be the third Marvel character that Aaron Taylor Johnson's played. And he's cool. He was He was I in like uh, Bullet, Bullet Train, wasn't it? Yeah, he was in yeah, bullet, he bullet. was really good in Bullet Train, yeah. and he's one of the people that everyone has on their list for the next Bond. You know, really? for some, yeah, well, I don't know about that. Well, uh, I don't know. He was extra British in. Uh, well, yeah, and what which is pretty close to how he is in real life. If you've ever seen interviews with him, yeah, he's pretty close to his Bullet Train character. Uh, but the rest of it is, uh, of course, DC because they're the ones that got the big stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the big things is that uh, Andy and Barbara Muschietti, uh, the uh, director and producers Spider-verse. of the Flash, or yeah, Flash. They have uh, inked a new deal with Warner Brothers where they have a three-year film contract for first look. Uh, They're going to come up with movie ideas uh, with possibility of Andy being the director. Well, he did it for (laughs) them. Uh, He's making Welcome to Derry, uh, which is part of their TV deal that they signed with him because they signed both a movie and TV deal with Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers. Barbara's the sister. She's the producer. Andy's the brother. He's the director. Uh, they have first rights, and he has the option to be the director on any of them that they pick. Um, and then they signed a TV thing, too, um, that keeps them in Warner Brothers' world, uh, I guess. Um, yeah, like I said, they're already making the Welcome to Dairy for Max. 
Uh, and uh, it was announced on the press junket for Flash that Andy Muschietti's already been signed on to direct Batman Brave and the Bold. Yep, I saw which that. Which they've made sure to point out that Rob Pattinson's The the Pat Bat will continue on, but will be labeled as a DC Elseworlds, which for all of us that are familiar with comics, Elseworlds is fun, that's fine, and, and we like those things, but I think it's going to be confusing for your average idiot that goes to watch comic book movies. Like, but, Why isn't it all connected? We'll still get our Pat Bat. Uh, next movie's due in 25, but there is going to be the DCU's uh, James Gunn's Batman now, uh, and they're Which doing going to be a recast, right? A completely new uh, actor and story and Batman and everything. And what they've already announced is that Damian Wayne will be in this. So it's an older Batman that's already been through almost all of his adventures and everything mm-hmm. like that. He's already going to have Damian, which means they're skipping Dick, Tim, uh, Barbara, Cassie, mm-hmm. Stephanie. Um, A lot of the cool storylines. All of all of Batman's <laughs> protégés all the way to Damian. So no Dick Grayson. No Are they just going to try Nightwing. and cut straight to the Red Hood thing? Red Hood's before Damien even. Oh, uh, yeah, because uh, Jason Todd. I forgot Jason, Jason Todd. Yeah. yeah, so no Dick Grayson, no Jason Todd, no Tim Drake, no uh, Cassie Kane, no Stephanie, whatever the hell her last name is, spoiler dummy, that tried to fucking destroy Gotham on her own because she's a dipshit. Um, she's just the worst. She's honestly the worst one. No Barbara Gordon. Um, Barbara Gordon's uh, arguably one of the coolest. Like, And they might the- bring him in as older, but they're going to have to be older characters. Everyone's going to have to be older. And is Tim Drake going to be Red Robin? Is he going to be uh, uh, Tim Drake Robin? Is he, you know, I don't know. Skipping straight to Brave and the Bold with Damian Wayne and calling it Brave and the Bold, what other superheroes are going to be brought into this? Because if it's just Batman, that's a, that's like that's a misnomer. Batman. Uh, Batman before, Beyond's Terry yeah. McGinnis. That's I'm, way I'm in the future. Terry, that's Terry is the like coolest though. because Terry's Shway. And Terry is a bat <laughs> yeah. clone uh, made right. by Waller, which is another yes. series that DC has announced they're that they're going to have. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're keeping the actress they have as Waller right now. They're keeping John what else, Cena I mean, why as would Peacemaker. She not? She's, she she just, like and she just shows they up for someone five bigger minutes. and fatter. Just the, just the biggest wall of but meat she's plenty of a mean. She's, well, she's good at the part. Yeah, she 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 nails it. Yeah, uh, they've also announced that Swamp Thing is going to be a movie. <laughs> no, Wait, uh, really? So the DC characters that are confirmed for the new DCU right now is older Batman. Okay. Superman with Superman Legacy. He's going to have to be an older Superman too. I'm sure. Let's get to the uh, Swamp Thing part. Swamp Thing, directed by James Mangold. Why not James Wan? He did such well, a good hold job on. with the show. But Mangold has done both of the decent Wolverine movies. Did he, he do Logan? Yeah, he did the okay. Wolverine and Logan. Okay, okay. But he also has the new Indiana Jones coming out next week, and it uh, might be turds. I'm sure it will be turds. But but James Wan did the Swamp Thing show for the CW or whatever it was, right? Was that CW or no? Uh, uh, it was DC. It was on DC's DC, platform. Yeah, their own platform. And it was pretty good, but no one watched it, so they didn't renew it for another season. Yep. And, um, yeah, dude, Swamp Thing smacks. Well, something else that was... He's it. the most powerful thing on the planet. Mm. He is the planet. They've already done... Um, they, they've already done uh, Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate's more powerful than Swamp Thing. Not on planet Earth. Um, they could do Spectre. Spectre's way more powerful than Swamp Thing. Spectre, the dead guy? <laughs> well, there's Dead Man. Oh, I'm thinking Dead Man. Who's Spectre? Spectre's like the all-powerful ghost being that can do anything. Uh, no, I think man. you are thinking of Spectre. He's green. Okay. He's like pale and No, I'm thinking green. the blue one. I'm thinking Dead Man. Oh. Dead Man wears a red uniform. Yes. But isn't he blue in his appendages? He no, he's like, like he's like white because he was a circus dude. Uh, anyhow, yeah, the confirmed uh, movies are Swamp Thing, Superman, uh, Batman, and Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which Sasha Calais, after doing Flash, has said that she has been in talks with um, Safran for doing... Um, continuing to be Supergirl, perhaps, in that movie. And then uh, they're also doing The Authority as a movie and i don't know how they're going to make the authority work in a dc universe like that because they're going to be like here's superman here's batman here's anti-batman and anti-superman and they also fuck each other so they're all in the dc universe at the same time 
And if they're going to have Swamp Thing that's there that doesn't care about any of them, it's going to be, I don't know how they're going to make this work. What about Keanu Reeves's uh, Constantine? Constantine? Well, they are making another Constantine, but it doesn't have to be a DC universe. It can always be marked as an Elseworlds. That would be better. Keep, keep um, Constantine. Constantine and Swamp Thing can hang out. That's it. Does <laughs> it make any sense? They're uh, in Justice League Dark. And then uh, they've announced some TV and HBO Max stuff, which is going to be the Lanterns show, uh, the Waller show, and Paradise Lost, which is a Game of Thrones-like show about the Amazons before Wonder Woman existed. They've yet to say that Wonder Woman will be part of the DCU. No. What yet. A, in every single DC property, it's just going to be Gal Gadot showing up and going, Quantum, 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 Quantum! for like two seconds and then it, like that's maybe it. that's every dc movie that's happened since wonder woman well and we know that they're going to keep mm-hmm. we know that they're going to keep peacemaker because that john cena and james gunn are it's homies too funny. and with the waller and peacemaker they can keep james gunn's wife employed uh we know that what? they're gonna uh, his it's a whole controversy thing about how she gets put in all of his properties um and then we know that they're probably going to keep Blue Beetle around because it's fresh, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, and good. DC <laughs> DC has not said that they're going to get rid of Ezra Miller yet. In fact, they've acted like they're going to keep him. Oh, why? Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> yeah, not makes no sense. Barry Allen. Get rid of Barry Allen. Bring in Wally West. If we're going to have an old man Bruce Wayne yep. where Damien's already a thing, and we're going to have something called Superman Legacy where it's like he's been around a while. And these characters would have had to have been around for a while. Bring in a different Flash. Have, Please. Have Barry, or, have Barry be the old dude that's done with it. He's oh. he's he's just off. But have Wally and have Wally have Bart as a protege. What have Wally and Bart? Kid Flash. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. What doesn't make any sense about the DC is like they keep replacing Batman actors of the one character that Batman's pretty much been Bruce Wayne most of the time. And they're like, but we refuse to recast the one character that has like eight different versions. Green Lantern and Flash like, and Blue old. Beetle. There's more than one of. And, uh, but let's not recast those. Let's recast Batman and Superman uh, over and over and over and over. Well, Henry Cavill quit. No, Henry Cavill got, he got brought back screwed. and he got told, sorry, dude, you're out. Because he said they, they made him cut his contract with The Witcher. He came back for the Black Adam post credit scene. And then they said, sorry, dude, James Gunn's James taking, Gunn over, taking over. You're out. Your they nulled his contract, which was like a two or three year contract coming back to DC. Henry Cavill got fucked okay. over was, hard by Warner yeah. Brothers. And then Amazon was like, hey, we know you like Warhammer. How about a 40K TV series? <laughs> and all of us were just like, mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Wow. Dude, they fucked that up hard. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Although, if we're going to get a good Henry Cavill-led 40K show. Is he going to be the emperor? Dude. Or is he going to be like a leader of a space marines? And if so, what space marine is he going to be? Uh, he's going to be a Grey Knight. You think so? He, I feel like he'd probably be. He, what does he play? That's what we got to think. We got to. Oh, we gotta he, think there's an interview where he says there's two armies that he plays as. There's two space marines that he plays as. Damn he was going to do three. I, I think space wolves is the one he wants to, but he doesn't want to have more than two. Mm. Well, as long as we get some good orc representation, I'm on board because wog for life. <laughs> I want to see badass space marines murdering everything. Or what's the ones the Invictus the uh, the ones that have, like the Mechanicus like oh the Mars the the ones that follow the cult of machines yeah and they're all like you know the ones that go against the Emperor's edict but it's overlooked because it's helpful and they're all like the fat guy in Dune it's like you know super cool I don't know you're yeah. the Warhammer guy bro but there's so much lore in Warhammer <laughs> I I just keep yeah. up with the orcs because they're the coolest they're like little they're like space kudzu they they. They, you can't ever kill them. They like there you go, Adeptus Mechanicus. Thank you, Zaxoff yep. on Twitch. Uh, and, then, and then the last bit of DC was that uh, all of this uh, good things happening for Andy Muschietti and all that before Flash uh, did not do well at the box office. Uh, all of the promotion that they gave, um, you know, James Gunn was like, yeah, man, we saw the Flash before we ever took over DC, and that's what we were like. We're going to be okay. We're going to be able to take over DC, and it's going to be good because we have this dude. And then that movie came out, and it didn't make a lot of dollars. And you have a review from both of us coming up soon. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a thing. Also, they're going to keep Aquaman. They made it where they can <sighs> keep Aquaman because 
James Wan talking James Wan. Uh, he's only had to redo Aquaman six, seven times. times. Uh, I know they said that Flash had three different endings and they scrapped all of those for the one that they decided to go with for James Gunn's universe or whatever. Uh, maybe it was an okay choice or not, but, um, you know, they're going to keep Aquaman. They've, they've gone through seven iterations of that to make it work for this dumbass <laughs> thing that they're making. Uh, sorry. The comments are just getting ridiculous here. Um, okay. Well, it's, it's, it's time to talk about what's going on. <laughs> she fucking with me, man. And, uh, cause that's, that's what she does. Um, shout outs to our comment section here. Um, it's time to talk about what's coming out in theaters this week because movies come out every weekend and this week is no different. Uh, there are mostly small movies coming out this week at the box office because we do have a lot of big, huge juggernauts that were sandwiched in between. You know, we've got these DC movies, we've got Pixar movie, and then upcoming in the, in like next week or the week after we've got, you know, Indiana Jones and all this other stuff coming up. But this week is where all those like little kind of more independent and low budget, smaller budget uh, movies come out. Um, <clears throat> there's the one you've probably seen the trailer way too many times uh, for. It's Jennifer Lawrence. It's No Hard Feelings where she's just... You know, uh, it's 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 awkward uh, sex comedy with her and a teenager, um, which I guess seems like comedy. But I think if you were to gender swap this one, it probably would be a little uncomfortable. It'd be um, Revenge of the Nerds, <clears throat> which has been canceled. That movie got canceled. Did you realize that? Um, yeah, I mean that makes sense. Louis Skolnick is a rapist. I know, but the, the rest of the movie's still pretty good. Yeah, Ogre's cool. Yeah. Jefferson from uh, from uh, don't nod the children coolest is, song is cool. ever. <laughs> clap your hands, everybody. everybody! Everybody, just clap, clap your hands. hands, dude. Yeah, the Revenge of the Nerds song smacks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna probably have to play it. Is, I wonder if it's copy. I wonder if it's copyrighted. Uh, Booger is cool, says Zach's off. And you know what? Speaking of Booger from Revenge of the Nerds, you know he works as uh, Adam West Butler in the movie Adam and Bert Re- uh, Return to the Batcave. I did not know that. Yeah, so he's in a DC property. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's so freaking good. And then you get to like the cool part. Oh, it sounds like crap because someone just recorded it off their TV. But uh, you get oh yeah, with Toji response. on the gong, and then yeah, you have a, what's the dude's name where he comes out? He's like clap your hands, everybody. Yeah, he was the one that was in the. Uh, he had the. What was his name? I forget his name, uh, but he was like the the stylist fashion one. Yeah. There we go. Now we got some some bass. When well, you had the kid, the kid was out there, and he was. Yeah, there you go. And then Booger comes out with like dressed as Elvis. It was a talent show. Like, what a rad talent show. Oh, because this is a good song. The, the, the origins of this show were based around music from film. So give me a... If I have a chance to play some music from film, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that opportunity. So... It's the it's. Are you saying that's the salvageable part of that film? It's 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 so good because um, the rest of it's uh, fat Lamar. jokes and sexual harassment and and um, rape and bullying. That's not true. Like, if you were to rewind a year ago or two years ago, you would have been like, I love Revenge of the Nerds. It's such a good movie. I love it. I'm not saying that I don't like it. <laughs> I like the first two. The first two were pretty good. But it doesn't mean that there's anything that's acceptable in that movie in yes, today's it world. it was a different time. It's still a good movie. <clears throat> anyway, uh, other movies coming out this week. The second one's better. Yeah, because they get to drive that like duck uh, that they find <laughs> the, the World War II thing, duck yeah. over into that swimming pool or whatever when it's like what spring break or something. Um, and they uh, win ogre over. Also, uh, a movie that looks pretty interesting from uh, director Seely Song. It is a, a Korean film called Past Lives. If you're into getting sad, um, this might be just for you, but um, I think it looks really, really good. I don't think it's going to be playing in more than uh, limited release, maybe expanded release, but um, it looks pretty awesome. Uh, also coming out, probably the one that everybody's going to be seeing in theaters if it comes to a theater near you is the new Wes Anderson film, Asteroid City, which uh, has is already out in limited release, which is only like 20-something theaters, but 
um, let me see, it might be in more than that. Uh, it's in six. It's in six theaters, actually. But making an absolute insane amount of money already for only being in six theaters. It's already made almost a, a million. It's, it's, it's in the top ten. Uh, and it's only in six th- theaters nationwide. So, uh, But Asteroid City is coming out this weekend, uh, uh, written by Roman Coppola and Wes Anderson. Talking that, did you see the, the trailer for the uh, Hunger Games thing? What? No. Oh, yeah, the prequel where it has like young, young President Snow. But uh, Jason Schwartzman plays a young Stanley Tucci and he looks exactly like Stanley Tucci. That's weird. It's super weird because when I saw it on screen, I was like, what? That's it's, super weird. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Jason Schwartzman's like a young Stanley Tucci and uh, they keep that character going. And then they have like uh, President Snow and some girl and they have to like kill people in the first hunger games and it's it's kind of like is this based off a book no or? no not at all just out of there just expanded yeah, just universe. just keeping the property they need money yeah but it it looks like a really crappy version of running man uh even more so because uh, it they're like putting like a dirt arena and just have to kill each other boo. in the first couple of ones Interesting. i don't know it looks like it might be fun ish you know depending <laughs> on how brutal and uh running man-esque it can be <laughs> All right. Well, that's what's coming out in theaters this weekend. You can check out any of those movies if they're playing in oh. a theater near you. Check your local listings. Dina uh, says he's not a young Stanley Tucci. But the father of the Tucci. Stanley Tucci's dad. Daddy Papa Tucci. Well, they made him look exactly <laughs> like the Tucci. <laughs> Tucci 1.0. Uh, well, let's let's get to the let's get to the working overtime part. Let's let's talk about the the title of this this podcast, uh, The Flash. The Flash movie, it's out. It's out there. The reviews are coming in. It's not making as much money as they thought. It actually opened up less than Black Adam did, um, which DC is kind of embarrassed about. But if you haven't heard about this, this is the Ezra Miller-led Flash where they kind of tackle sort of a version of the Flashpoint story. Um, and and really clean it up for TV and add more comedic bad CGI babies than they do like other people that you know and love getting decapitated and speared and worlds ending and um, oh instead of the <clears throat> super cool flashpoint stuff yeah they decided to yeah. make it all ham and goofballs yes so uh, ham with a side of goofballs um, this this movie you know I I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and say I did not hate this movie. I didn't dislike this movie. This movie felt like there was a good movie in there somewhere. It was like, but but it was wrapped in a lot of shit. Um, Remember that review that I sent and we read it and you were like, it, it said that like a kind of exact thing and you're like, well, that, that sounds like they don't know what they thought about that movie. Well, that but then you watch it and you're like, right. oh wow, okay, they were kind of yeah. right. Well, because that person didn't really hate the movie either. But as they there, there, there's tons of things about this movie that are enjoyable. Um, I thought that that when Ezra Miller was not being a freaking goofball, he kind of like was like, oh wait, this guy can act. He can be engaging on screen, and he can play a character. But instead, he gets so too much into this hammy like, how much stuff can we eat? How can I argue with my myself? There, and there, there's a lot in the movie that really made it difficult to enjoy. I did not like it as a whole. Well, I thought that it was a good Batman movie. It was a really good Batman movie. The Ben Affleck Batman stuff, the uh the uh, um Kevin uh, uh the help me out Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Batman the George stuff, Clooney, uh, like, wow guy. What? Um the uh, the Adam West. It's all over the guest internet. spot. Uh, all of that. I, th- I thought it was a good Batman movie. It was not a good Flash movie. It didn't well represent Flash no. and what his powers are and what Flash can do. Nope. Um, Supergirl was dumb. Um, she felt like Throw she, in. she, she solved she solved the problem um, real quick. They were there just so that Flash Flash loses his powers at the beginning of the movie, right? Uh, and her sole purpose in this, this movie was to get Flash's powers back, and they misused her. She was not used well at all. Um, she could have been a lot cooler. She could have been a lot cooler. Yeah. Uh, but the best of well, except they were like, well, here's the thing. Supergirl's never as good as Superman, so. <laughs> and yeah, and I was like, wow, what a fucked best. message this movie put out. They're like, yeah, girl power, but she sucks. She's not ever going to be able to pull it off. Good. She's just not good enough. 
so that part was uh, upsetting. I didn't the, like. I, I I thought Zod. The whole Zod thing was, was dumb. Such a, a half ass. And then why do they put bubble wrap over all the Zod people's heads and make them look so bad? That was from that was from Man of Steel. But because it looks so they, bad. Because as soon as they took their helmets off, all of the effects of the atmosphere and the sounds and everything coming in overloaded their but give them a senses. bubble like mysterio don't give them this like diapery yeah, I mean, bubble wrap you're bringing garbage. up stuff from like 2011 right now. but it looks so bad that was a, that was what took me out of this movie a lot was there was a lot of hammy cgi like so, so the, the cgi is really bad and andy muschietti's come out and he said well it's supposed to be bad on purpose because that's what flash sees when he's in in the speed force it's Bullshit. like what about all the times when he's not in the speed force that's my and point. you have real ezra miller and plastic ezra miller like it, it looks or like, so bad plastic Ben Affleck Batfleck on a motorcycle going with like a dumb plastic head like uh that was just because the mask was designed poorly on that his his face com- the the bat no, mask when he looked- was driving it and the whole thing was CGI and he looked but bad what was the budget they could have done better and those CGI babies exactly. and that CGI dog and the CGI everything the and you might be able to get away with the whole like uh that's what the flash sees in the speed force if it wasn't throughout the rest of the movie when there was no speed force going on um, the speed, but, so but that's the thing. The speed force scenes. I even said this in the theater. I was like, well, maybe it looks like this because he's in the speed force. And okay, I get it because he's in there and he looks normal and everything else looks whack. But but like you just said, when he's out and then the rest of the parts of the movie, it just looks cheap. And it's I know yeah. you're trying to keep up with the MCU and maybe you don't have the budget, but find other ways because we are getting so spoiled on CGI that if it's not looking good. Then we gonna rip it apart. Yeah, but uh, all of the best parts of this movie are definitely Batman stuff, and I do like the way that they explored how time can work using their spaghetti theory and keeping the spaghetti thing going through the whole movie. Which is if if you travel back in time, it doesn't just affect from where you land going forward, but for time to align itself and figure out how it's gonna work, it affects everything in the past to make a, a suitable timeline. So the Batman you get in this is a version of Michael Keaton 89 Batman, but it is not the 89 Batman, right? And it's moments like that that make me really like the movie. Um, you know, because I, I think that the, like, that's why I feel like there was a good movie somewhere buried in this. Um, you know, because some of the ideas were really good. I love the spaghetti metaphor. Um, you know, when he looks in, he sees the... Uh, some of the noodles are going aligned and, and that whole scene with Michael Keaton was really, really awesome. Like having a smart Batman was cool. You're supposed to have smart Batman. Keep smart Batman, which is why the the, the Pat Bat is so good because he's a detective. Well, I thought that Ben Affleck was really good in this as Bruce Wayne. That's what I'm saying. Every part that had a Batman of sort in it was good. Because it was less focused on Batman's incredible toys and Batman being the guy that's like, don't do this. Um, here, let me let me drop some smart on you. And and even Flash said, hey, you're the world's greatest detective. Can you help me figure see, this out? That's why it's not a good Flash movie. No, and especially not. not a Barry Allen movie. It was because never about Flash. It was never about Flash. <laughs> not one part of the movie is about Flash. It's about uh, his idiot doppelganger, his idiot doppelganger's uh, horny roommates. Um, Finding the, Superman. The the fact that Flash has never once um, got his fuck on. Uh, <laughs> The like, random cameo from you know who yeah th- there was several cameos and stuff like that but the uh, Barry Allen is a super genius right and Barry Allen can think faster like there, there's a phrase in comics called the speed of thought the speed of thought's almost faster than almost anything mm-hmm. Barry Allen is faster than that because he is speed force right and and he's not anything he's a dumb idiot that ruins everything continuously through this movie and um, and I feel like you know with Flashpoint, you know they they there was times in this movie that that felt genuine and authentic, you know because Ezra Miller was really able to carry that f- the feeling of loss with the whole tragedy that has befallen his family, right? And in those scenes, those scenes were really powerful and really good. And then they but took it all away every time they had the two idiots on the screen at the, at same, the same time. At the same time, and and you know I think that if they had made him smarter and made actual Barry Allen. Like when he sat down at the bat computer and he was like doing the thing and it was like, oh, there's a hint of some real flash. There's some flash stuff going on there. But I think that it would have made it more powerful of why Barry is going back to actually do what he knows he shouldn't do 
instead of in this movie where he's like, oopsie daisy, you know, like the OG, the actual Barry Allen in the comics, he knows what he's doing and he knows he shouldn't. But he's also not a real bad guy. <laughs> well, yeah, no. you don't you don't get a true bad guy because they throw too many at you. And Reverse Flash didn't really There's exist. no Zoom. Yeah, Zoom doesn't exist. And was that supposed to be like Savitar, but weird and different? Like what the, uh, this version of Black Flash? Yeah, yeah. He's supposed well. He's supposed to be a version of Black Flash, but uh, they don't make him true Black Flash. So there's no real Flash villains in it either. Right. You don't you don't have Zoom. You, you don't have Black Zod. Flash. Uh, you don't have any of like the Flash villains. The classic Flash villains. Yeah, and and they don't even like. I mean, I don't know if it's if, if it counts as yeah. giving it away. Dylan was in here the at, whole time. At the end of the movie, you don't even get like a Zoom teaser or something like that. You don't have any evidence that Zoom was present and there and the one that killed his mother or anything like that. You don't have anything to make more Flash properties. You if still don't know this who killed his mom. Yeah, so this was just a launching point for uh, Supergirl and to remind the world that Batman's fucking cool. And guess what? I don't need it. A reminder that Batman's cool. We all know. Uh, I liked it. I liked everything Batman on the screen, but uh, you know, I would have liked to have seen some cool flash stuff happen. Can we talk about the, um, the Kevin Smith, Tim Burton, uh, cameo that was in this movie? Are you talking about um, Nicholas Cage? Yeah. Well, I was going to, not going to say it. What was, what was it well, called? So Superman many, lives. Superman so lives. many people will not catch it. Really? Um, because they make it very obvious with his five-second yeah, close-up. No, no one will a lot realize of don't know that, even that that was a thing. <laughs> like, the, what the reference is. They'll be Kevin like, oh. Smith knows, and he's made it very publicly <laughs> well-known how stoked he is that Superman lives hit the big screen. Yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome, actually. That's yeah. something I was, I've talked about on this show forever, and everybody's like, oh, that was At a real thing. At least they showed him doing a real Superman thing, fighting, like, alien spiders and yeah. doing, like, cool Superman stuff. Whereas the Christopher cool. Reeves and... 80s Supergirl just standing there we're just standing there as plastic um and uh, I liked getting to see Jay Garrick yeah I wish I got he was just like running through uh, uh Zimmerhammer says uh tight Superman lives in yeah I thought it was cool I thought it was really cool um you know Nick Cage does a little cameo there and they've got him in the plastic Nick Cage. but yeah but he had to model for it apparently and he he, he was stoked about it and um I, I yeah I thought it was I thought I thought those parts were really really cool but overall I mean there apparently there's a four hour cut of this that I don't think anybody needs to see oh, um, you know if if it's just a four hour cut of more Batman um, more Batfleck and more George Clooney and more uh, Michael Keaton like I will I will sign up for that but uh, I I need less Ezra Miller and less like whatever well, universe or you know and and the movie is a pretty meta thing because the Flash. Is talking to himself and he goes, you need to shut up. You talk too much. People hate you when you do that. Oh, I see what everyone's talking about. But then he continues to do it. There's small, there's very minuscule bits of growth, but there's no character development in this for anybody except for Michael Keaton, Batman. Mm -hmm. Michael Keaton, Batman is the one person that has some sort of growth or change and, uh, it's it's a fantastic Batman movie. You get to see And apparently in one of the deleted scenes that they filmed it but it didn't make it to the final cut is you find out why Batman kind of gave up and it wasn't just because of like well they don't need me anymore. Uh there was something else but they cut that out of the movie. Well, but it was there and it's like again furthering the point that this is a really good Batman movie. Yeah, it really would have been just Batman. <laughs> yeah, the best part. And he so seamlessly fit in. Like even the Danny Elfman score like flying in there with the with the bat stuff and it's like this this still works and somehow we forgot that we're like oh well comic book movies are just for kids and you just don't like them anymore because you're growing like no 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 look everyone agrees that this is badass and we mastered it in 1989 like how come we keep screwing it up yeah the first big superman movie turns out or uh, superhero movie turns out was one of the best ones yeah and still is Anyway, um, and yeah, of course, they there's no CW um, appearances at all. You don't get to see anything Arrowverse. You don't get to see Arrow. You don't get to see um, Arsenal. You don't really get to see Flash. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dude, but Grant Gustin's Flash is like the biggest thing that's ever happened to Flash live action. I'm not going to disagree. I, I watched six seasons of it or whatever, and I just... It it is very small screen. They put they did a, they, they put Ezra Miller's dumbass in the in the um, 
I crisis s- episodes. They I could put. S- yeah, they did. Um, I, and I, pr- I swear that he goes and gets Sorry. coffee from the coffee house in the CW, co- the CW coffee house that they, the Flash goes to all the time. Yes. There was a scene shot there, and he goes to get like a sandwich or something. hundred percent. At the place. beginning of the movie? <clears throat> no, 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 no. It's, no. Like, it's like in the middle. Yeah, when he's at he's like his watching the news when Zod gets there, and it's in that cafe. You're right, that is. is yeah, oh, the same okay. coffee house. But they stayed on the ground level, and Flash always hangs out on the upstairs yeah. in the yeah. show. But the stained uh, glass or whatever gives it away. I was like, oh my god, yeah, it was this is the same one. Okay. Um, yeah, jitters, um, or whatever it's called. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's in theaters right now. Um, you know, we could probably talk about it a little bit more, but we we only have about ten minutes left of the show, and Jake's got a movie he wants to talk about oh, really yeah. quick. And we have the box office to go through, but uh, but like any, I guess final thoughts. There is, it's a fantastic Batman movie, pretty terrible Flash movie, not making a lot of money. DC's not too happy about it. Super but, poor visuals. Yeah, the the the, the CGI is going to give you, it's going to make you not so happy. Yeah, if you're going for anything except Batman, you are going to be disappointed. Uh, the Batman stuff, uh, and of course they do mention. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not or whatever, but they say that. Aquaman's the same in every universe so that they have their cop out for Aquaman 2 uh, to continue on and be part of the DCU as James Gunn has it. So we will continue to have Jason Momoa Aquaman because they just outright tell you that. Yeah, it's going to be the same. Yeah. Until he gets arrested for something and then they change it. No, Momoa, dude. He's like a dad and a cool dude. Well, you never know. Um, You never know with these DC people. They, (laughs) They always pick them. Uh, so, all right. What was the other movie that you were? You... Uh, the other one I watched was the uh, the Netflix release um, Extraction Two. You know the Chris Hemsworth uh, movie there, um, and you know what? They made a second one. Yes, yeah, they did, they did. And, and it came out this this weekend, uh, and it was actually pretty rad, man. Because you know how in a lot of action movies they have to stop because there's some sort of love story or they need to give you unneeded exposition uh, or they need to have some sort of idiotic story thing going on. Not this, man. This thing's like action for two and a half hours and you have maybe a total of 10 minutes of of story and downtime but the story is told through the action and you know when we talked about it and they said that they wanted to do old boy with like the single shot and Mm -hmm. they do a pretty good job okay there's like a prison scene and it's a single shot and he's beating up everyone and it's pretty good uh, is like this train scene or whatever? Or? Uh, no. Th- well, they do a lot of single shot scenes. They have some stuff in the train. They have some stuff in the prison. They have some stuff escaping the prison from the train. All this. It it, it it's actually a lot of fun. I, I liked it it's way like more Snow than what Piercer I thought. Meets Old Boy. No, the the train's only there for a little bit. Okay. But the, the the whole thing is that uh, there's a family who's been put in this uh, prison in Georgia, uh, along the European country Georgia, um, along with uh, the the father of the family uh, because he is part of this crime family, him and his brother. Um, And he insisted that his family be brought there and all this. And his brother's the one that controls politics in the country. And um, Chris Hemsworth character is hired to extract um, the the wife and the children to get them away from the evil father. And then uh, of course the uncle comes seeking revenge. And that's like the whole thing, right? Uh, But it's nonstop action, dude. It's so freaking cool uh there's not like 10 seconds where there's not guns being fired or someone getting stabbed or someone being thrown off a building it's not it's what you want from an action movie it's like you know how good tango and cash is and whoa hold on and when the action scenes are there it just gets you like ramped up and you're like yeah hell yeah tango and cash tango and cash it's tango and cash without the comedy dude it's so much fun though it's yeah, so that, much fun. That car with the trucks. Tango and Cash is like its own thing. Tango and Cash is like the best action movie, so, right? It's so good. Like, eat one, true lies. Tango and Cash is the Tango best. Tango and Cash rules. Uh, but I had so much fun watching this movie. Honestly, I really did. Uh, it's it's pure action. It's a good time. Uh, it's nothing but like people getting shot and stabbed and blown up and, and thrown off buildings and stuff. 
and I had a good time with it. And it's on Netflix, and it's better than the first one because the first one, lots of talking. Yeah, the first one was first. The one first bad, one's yeah. good. The first one's not bad, but there's lots of walking, lots of talking, lots of nonsense. This one has a few minutes of exposition. Skip all that, which is enough to build the characters that it wants you to have and all of that. But the, but the majority of the movie is just explosions and gunfires, and and it's not like Michael Bay style. Like it's actually. Yeah, Fun. they're they're showing a lot of behind the scenes things in the uh, the 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 Netflix bit, and it looks like a lot of really cool practical stunts, and um, looks pretty cool. So Zimmerhammer uh, or no, Velvet Santa ask is, do they learn about family while doing one last job? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Basically, the story of it is the the kid that's part of the family. There's a there's a boy and a girl. The boy's a teenager. The girl's really young. Um, the the teenager has been kind of brainwashed by his evil dad and uncle. He turns the family in after they escape the country, so they come find him, and then more action ensues from it. And this one kid's bad decision to believe in the wrong people gets a lot of people killed. Uh, but, you know, it's an action movie. And So Vince asks a really important, heavy question here. That, that if we ha- I, I might need a minute to think about this. Uh, he asks on Twitch, he says, Is anyone worthy to recast... A modern tango and cash, and that's a big one because you got you got Kurt Russell who lives rent free in my heart, heart forever and ever. Amen. I mean, Kurt Russell and and uh, Stallone, Stallone that's a, are that's still a, acting, and and that's an amazing combination. Those two guys, I think Terry if, Hatcher, you can bring back if you were going to modernize it. I do think that there's probably don't you could just sequel. You could you could make make one because you just you just need a straight man and, and a wild card like that's really that's really the thing. But um, you, you have they both have to be actionable, you know. Um, they both have to be good at stunts and be able to do their own stunt work. Don't put Kevin Hart or anything in this shit, um, you know. And I think Rock is too over the top. Um, it, 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 Not necessarily. You think Rock would be? Would he would he, he'd have to be Cash? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well. Um, uh, Dave Batista. Uh, you can do Batista and The Rock. And but you can have Dave Batista is oh, also getting really old. He's They're like, both old. yeah, Dave Batista's in his 50s. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Just Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone, yeah, man. Just do it again. Um, <laughs> it'd be perfect. Okay, well, we've got to. Do- I don't know. In, in short, Extraction 2 is a lot of fun. I actually do recommend it. I had a good time with it. All right. Well, we got to do the box office roundup because we we're almost out of time. I don't want Tango and Cash recast. I don't, I don't. No, I don't either. I'm just. He asked a question, and uh, I'm just saying. I mean, I think that could be done, but it should not be done. Like Tango and Cash was a very special moment in history. Um, it represents an era of filmmaking that we've kind of lost. Well, and, and you don't. And Jack have- Palance. Like you can't recast. Okay, that's the one. You can't re- recast Jack Palance. Well, the thing about Tango and Cash too is that you have Stallone, who at the time had been Rambo, he had been Rocky. You know, uh, he had done all of these things. He was an action movie god. And you have um, Kurt Russell, who is Snake Plissken. Uh, like you, you and and but also he was Captain Ron and. Uh, um, in the uh, thing. Jack. I mean, he's right uh, there. He's right there in our What's, what's his name? You know what What old Turner. Jack Burton? Jack Burton. Yeah, you from know? Big Trouble in Little China. So you had these people that were just such massive movie stars and in uh, movies that made them who they are. You can't... Those types of actors don't exist anymore. You don't have the action movie guy. All the, the action movie guys are still the same action movie guys. Yeah, they, they kind of are. There's weird. no replacement for those two in that movie to keep it where it's any sort of fun at all. All right. Uh, Al says Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. We don't need a wedding crashers. Yeah. Tango and cash. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we're going to do the box office roundup for this past weekend, which is the weekend of June 16th through 18th. We give you the top 10 movies in America. These are domestic numbers because that's what the studios look at the most. Uh, Jake's going to start with number 10. We're going to work our way to number one, which is probably pretty obvious. Number one. But uh, number 10 is pretty interesting. So take it away, Jake. Yeah, coming in at number 10 in its first week of release, only in six theaters, as you pointed out not long ago. $840,000 was brought in by Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, That's an average of 140000 a theater. I don't know how that worked. Yeah, not so bad. Uh, and then coming in at number nine, a movie that's been out for only five weeks but is available to purchase already. 
and you can stream it at home, so you can stream it or buy it and watch it at home all you want. Fast 10, uh, $2 million was brought in this past week. It's garnered $142.4 uh, million at the box office in the U.S., uh, and then at number eight, Disney's horror movie, The Boogeyman. What are you doing with your life, my guy? <laughs> the uh, It was only like just a little, just a tongue coating's worth of rum in that bottle. Okay. So. Anyhow, uh, Disney's The Boogeyman, uh, $3.6 million, 32.6 is its take at the box office in its three weeks of release. Uh, and then coming in at number seven, in its seventh week, Guardians 3, with one of the other Chris's at the helm. $5.28 million this last week, 344.6 at the box office. Um, truly, what I've read is that Disney is not super stoked about that take at the box office for it. So, Which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then in its first week of release, bringing in $6 million, The Blackening. Um We'll see where that one goes. It's and, only in 1,700 theaters. I yeah. thought that was going to be a major I thought it was going to be a, a lot wider, especially for this weekend. You know, happy Juneteenth, everybody. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love the tagline for this movie. It's like, we can't all die first. And I thought that was just Well, and leading up to this weekend, they had um, ads about, like, you can watch all these other movies any anytime. You know, go, go watch our movie first uh, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those were pretty good. Uh, and then coming in at number five, another Disney, and it's fourth week out, Little Mermaid brought in $11 million, $253 million in the U.S. box office, which is the only place it's doing okay at all from uh, what I've read and seen. I actually watched some interviews of Koreans on the street about that the other day, and they're like, have you seen this movie? And they go, no. They said, how come? And they're like, because they changed it. <laughs> because <laughs> it was like, already great straight up everyone they interviewed was like yeah i mean why'd you do that well that's why? one interesting thing about like animation to like remaking an animated classic is animation is timeless mm-hmm. you know like it, it, it doesn't date itself because it's animated you know it's not it's not beholden to bad cgi or poor costume design or or camera deficiencies or something like that it's animated and why? And it's the reason is money. That's the only reason. Yeah, but it was it was fun to see that in other countries that, um, you know, whatever reasoning you want to throw at it for why people didn't want to watch it or had opinions about it here, uh, other countries are like, no, it's stupid. I'm not going to watch that crap. So, you know, uh, consider that. Uh, and then in its second week out at number four, Transformers Rise of the Beast brought in $20.7 million. Not bad. Okay. Uh, it's brought in $100 million at the box office in its two weeks out. That one, too, actually was a, a pretty good time. I, I did. Yeah, I was surprised. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we both gave it positive views, right? Like Whenever Pete Davidson or humans weren't on the screen, fantastic. Great movie. It, it was a great uh, Maximals movie, right? Yeah, minus the, the, the stinger at the end, the end credits bonus scene. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, coming in at number three in its third week, I didn't realize it had been out three weeks already. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which you went and watched. Yep. Uh, 27 and a quarter million dollar brought in by it, uh, bringing its domestic total up to $280 million. Uh, and it's been getting great reviews. And I read articles about that one that said that superhero fatigue is real. Everyone hates superhero movies because Flash isn't doing good. Guardians didn't do what they wanted, all this stuff. But Across the Spider-Verse is doing what people wanted. It's because it's animated, and animated action and movies with comic books just works exactly better. It. Yeah, it's animated. Uh, $493 million worldwide, nearly half a billion dollars. I still um, don't understand why America and American studios have such apprehension in making serious adult animated stories you know it's like They're honestly the best they are and in yeah, heavy metal rules well i mean even going like the animated flashpoint yeah. that dc did oh dc movies are the tits shit. man we always talk about dc I would movies much rather see that in theaters you know and you you oh, look at yeah because you have thomas wayne that's like yeah crime's done bam <laughs> there's some pretty old like animated marvel films that are bloody and gory and Good. What was it? What was it? Uh, Planet Hulk is pretty damn good. Black, no. There was a Black Panther one a long time ago. Yeah, know. but if you read like any of the comics they're based on, they're garbage. Well, sure, but, but the DC, the DC more ones, fun to watch than the real life. <laughs> well, you're yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like 
comics the best animated like next step and then live actions like at the bottom but, but dc they're like oh you know how you like that on the page well here it is brought to life well and what's so stupid about like when Mar- they, they try to do these live action ones they dumb them down they're like well yeah. animations for kids and then they make these dumbass live action movies that are more stupid and and infantile the than the animation ones yeah. were it just makes no sense uh i guess flash has some r-rated scenes they took out of it too to get its rating brought down to make it more friendly it probably would have been a lot more interesting movie. Superhero movies would be more interesting with more serious, yeah. cool well, stuff going on and serious subject matter. Vibrates through the walls. You can do that with a human body. Yeah, and well, kill there, people. Yeah, I mean, there's there's scenes in Flash comics like he ripped a Mazo's brain out one uh-huh. time by doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a bomb stuck in his arm because of. Uh, Batman's like uh, plan to kill the Justice League and he had to vibrate the bomb out of his arm and everything Yeah, I mean you can do adult stuff with comics which is why they're fun and why people like comics not because they're for kids uh, anyhow number two Elemental surprising to see this one at number two because they're talking about how poorly it did uh, another Disney movie 29.6 million in the US uh, it's brought in a bit more money internationally, bringing it up to 49 and a quarter million um, across Worldwide. the world. Yeah. Uh, and then coming in at number one, the hype machine that was Flash brought in only $55.7 million in the U.S., uh, not doing anywhere near what they wanted. Uh, it's brought in another 74.5 across the world. Its total is $138.7 million. Uh, but for something that they've been putting that much money in advertising behind. Dude. I mean. Using as the basis uh, and their launch point for their new cinematic universe or whatever. That's uh, It says it has a production budget of over $200 million and an advertising budget of at least $65 million. It needs to hit 200 and, yeah, 200 to th- $300 million to start uh, being at the break-even point. And I'm sure That's all the, the re- all the reshoots didn't help. Three, so. This movie needs to make $300 million before it becomes a flop. That's insane. Before it becomes successful. Or, yeah, before it stops being a flop. Yeah. Uh, Vince asks, so says over on Twitch, he says, In Fathom Events and Weeb News, July 18th, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, live on stage. Uh, I guess I would, with the success of... Spirited Away live on stage, the Demon Slayer just seems like the next uh, logical step. So hmm. uh, I am so far behind on Demon Slayer. I got to I gotta get caught up. Where's your weeb, weeb icon, guy? That's right here. <laughs> <laughs> got him. All right, guys. Well, that is our show. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You can watch wherever you're comfortable watching. We make it easy for you. You can uh, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Uh, we prefer Twitch. It's easy to monetize for us. And the more of you that watch on Twitch, the more cool, fun tools we get to work with. Um, and uh, YouTube has like a good uh, archiving system so you can go back and watch older ones if you want to watch the live or you can download the audio version of this podcast wherever it is you like to get your podcast from so it's everywhere and also like our vents or our vents our twitch uh moderator vents just dropped into the comment section you can join us on discord you can chat with all of our our viewers and listeners and supporters uh, you guys, you, I love hearing the conversations that you guys have amongst yourselves, and you, it's a cool little community. You guys can jump in there. Um, and we will be back next week. Uh, I'm probably going to see Astro City, most likely. Um, and maybe, maybe I'll go see that sad Korean movie. I don't know, but we shall see. But uh, anyway, as always, I am the Boom Operator. I'm the Grip. And we will see you guys next week. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.